Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Think Big, Move Fast. I'm your host, Heather DeVoe, and this week we're going to talk about the lack of education in online education. Let's get to it. So you're thinking about creating an online course, but you don't know where to start. You don't know how to get the ideas out of your head and onto the page. You don't know how to organize those ideas and you're feeling overwhelmed by the tech, right? So instead, you're focusing on how to sell that course. You're wondering which marketing tactics you should implement. You're worried about whether or not you can even sell this thing and you're trying to convince yourself that you're just gonna test the waters before you invest any real money into creating your online course. That all sounds like a great approach. But what if you took a different approach? What if you believed in your idea for an online course and had a way to prove it was a good idea while building it? What if you could plan out that curriculum, build that curriculum, and upload it to the internet quickly and easily? And what if, instead of having someone learn from you as the bonus for all that hard work, what if learning was guaranteed and baked into the formula? What if you could make that impact you've been wanting to make over and over again by creating something just once? I'm Heather DeVoe, the leading instructional design coach for entrepreneurs who want to learn how to create, market, and sell online courses quickly and easily. Because here's the thing, lots of people can teach you how to create a course, lots of people can teach you how to market a course, and lots of people can teach you how to sell a course. But when was the last time someone offered to teach you all three? That's what I do, and I'm so glad you're here. This is Think Big, Move Fast. Let's get to it. Hey there, welcome back. I am currently sitting at my desk, fuming mad, just fuming, at public education and the fact that they're even calling this education anymore when really it's just industrialized reform. My son is in public school and... I need you to know that this is not a parent rant, but an educator's observation. So my kid's in public school, and he is a really great kid. He is a really special kind of kid in the way that I was a special kind of kid, in the way that you were probably a special kind of kid, in the sense that you are definitely destined for more than the provincial life most people are living around you. And I say that with all the love in my heart, understanding that for some people, there is just not anything else in this world. But for entrepreneurs, for people like you and I, for people like my kid, there is a lot more to this life and a lot more opportunity to be had. And I don't say that lightly. I say that with an air of responsibility. Because I think when you are a special kid, the way I was a special kid, the way you were probably a special kid, the way my kid is a special kid, something happens to you along the way where you figure out, I am not the same as everyone else. I don't fit in. I don't care to learn what these people are learning. You create amazing things. 
you dream amazing dreams, you see beyond what's in front of you, all the while, every adult around you is trying to beat you back down to get in line. So my kid is in public school. And one of the things that I say to him all the time is, I do not care about grades. I am 39 years old, on the heels of 40, as I record this. I am not old enough to have forgotten what it was like in high school. And my kid is in middle school. He's in grade eight. I'm not old enough to have forgotten what it was like to try to have been shoved in a box, in a public education box. I am not old enough to have forgotten what it's like to go home with a bad grade and have a parent look at you and wonder why it wasn't better. And I'm not old enough to have forgotten all the bullshit that goes along with that because I felt it as bullshit as a young adult, as a teenager, and as a child. I've always felt like I've stood out and not always in the best kind of ways, but I recognize now that that was because I was a special kind of kid. And my kid is a special kind of kid. And it breaks my heart to see the industrialized reform of education, which is so fucking archaic. It's just so fucking archaic. This industrialized reform of packaging education. The education is no longer the focus it is the byproduct of cramming 30 kids in a classroom and checking boxes on outcome forms. Now, I'm not saying this to shit on educators. I don't know why you guys even fucking do it. <laughs> why you even work in public education? It's a gong show out there. It is a fucking dumpster fire. God love ya. But I want to bring this to light because it's not just public education that is a dumpster fire. The online world, the online education world is also a dumpster fire. It is becoming checking boxes on outcome forms and it's becoming way more about just doing the thing like checking the box of, oh, look, I have a course and it's moving further and further away almost on a daily basis. It is moving further and further away from why are we even doing this anyway? Why are we even doing this anyway? Now, as an adult educator who was a special kind of kid with a special kind of kid as a kid, it is very interesting to me to see his entrepreneurial side coming to life. I am watching him in such an interesting way come into his own. And yet he goes off to school every day and gets shit on. He gets isolated. His teachers say the most asinine things to him. Like, well, if you don't know this, you may as well just quit school now because you're never going to amount to anything. And I am not old enough to have forgotten that that's not how you talk to kids. And I'm quite sure, although I don't remember specifically, but I am quite sure that if someone had said something like that to me, at the tender age of 13, no wonder I hated school. There are trigger moments in here in opportunities for learning, if you can even call what's going on in public, public education learning. There's opportunities for learning 
where I would argue, especially boys, you corner them and isolate them and make them feel like something's wrong with them. And that's why dropout rates are so high. Instead of embracing the creativity, instead of embracing the attempts, instead of embracing the attitudes of these kids who are different, they're chastised for being different. The very things that cause my son grief in public education are going to be the things that make him an incredible entrepreneur. And how do I know that? Because I'm his mother. I struggled so much in public education. I struggled so much in corporate reform organizations where it had to be this way and nobody questioned it except for me. And I felt crazy at times. Simply crazy. Because I could look around and ask questions like, why are we doing it this way? And nobody could give me a straight answer. In the course creation world right now, we're at a precipice. We're on the cusp of losing the educational components of online education. The pandemic has certainly sped up this process. It has certainly sped up the process and not in great ways like people have been applauding. Yes, lots of people are on Zoom now. Yes, lots of people have moved into the digital space, but they did it under duress. There was no time for planning. There was no time for consideration. And now everyone is looking around feeling like fish out of water. And that's not what I want for you. This special kind of person who became a special kind of entrepreneur, who even in the entrepreneurial space might still feel out of place, and yet you're welcomed with open arms and warm arms by other special people. You are not public education material. You probably didn't fit in. You probably looked at your teachers and wondered, God, The sad life you must live. The provincial life you must live. I live in a place where some people think the bridge across the waterway is how you get off the island. There's another bridge, people. You got to keep driving. When you live in a place with provincial thinking, you start to adopt provincial thinking. And sometimes you don't even realize this is happening. But one of the ways you can recognize it And if you have a job, if you work for somebody else, one of the ways you can recognize that you are meant for more is in your questioning of the status quo. If you get really stressed out because going to work just doesn't light you up, there's probably a reason for that. But you're not taught to question that. You're not taught to critically think about that because you were groomed your entire fucking life To just say, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. I'll see you tomorrow, sir. And when you're groomed your entire fucking life to think like that, of course your entrepreneurial dreams feel unnatural. Of course you feel like an outsider. You are. You are an outsider. But riddle me this. Who runs the businesses? Not the institutions, not the schools. Who runs 
the businesses. Who gives you those jobs? Who makes those opportunities available? Other entrepreneurs. Other entrepreneurs do that. The problem and where it all kind of starts to fall apart is that entrepreneurs who don't fit the mold, who are not industrialized reforms, who are not square pegs in round holes even, you are starbursts, you are fucking fire pits, you are fireworks, you do not fit into any container. But these big businesses, these institutions who claim to be entrepreneurial are really just trying to fit themselves into that shoebox with a nice little lid and a neat bow on top. And it is infuriating to watch. It was infuriating to go through as a teenager. It was infuriating to go through as a corporate minion. And it is infuriating for me to watch entrepreneurs spark. Those sparks go out because they're trying to fit into the mold. Public education is just a metaphor here. This is a true story. This is a real thing I'm struggling with. This is a real thing my kid is struggling with. I struggle every day because I see him and I'm like, my God, you are going to take over the world. And not in an arrogant mom kind of way, but an entrepreneurial, holy fuck, you do not have a brain for public education, my son, kind of way. Because I did not have a brain for public education. My son's father, my husband, is older than I am. He's 50. And he is in that institutionalized reform place. He loves it, in fact. He does not feel out of place. It's weird for him to talk about business with me because he doesn't quite understand even the desire to not have a job. He loves his job. He's had his job for almost 30 years. Both of them. He's had two jobs for almost 30 years. And I do not understand him and his desire to be in that place. That seems so foreign to me. And he does not understand my desire to be in this place, in this entrepreneurial place. And so it's a very interesting dynamic when you have one brain that is accepting of the status quo and not in a bad way, but very accepting of you go to work, you get a job, you retire. And then you have another brain that is like, what fucking fires can we start today? <laughs> you know, my kid is in camp. What fucking fires can we start today? And so as a parent first, my heart breaks for him because he is meant for so much more. As an educator second, the frustration I feel around checking boxes, calling outcomes, outcomes. And not really moving people forward except to a conveyor belt, except to be status quo. But the irony here is that we claim public education, even private education, even higher education, we claim all these things will help you to stand out. But all they do is lump you into a corner with every other person. How can you stand out like that? Then we get into entrepreneurship as adults and we wonder... Why isn't this working? Why isn't everything I was taught working? Well, because you were taught the wrong fucking systems. One of the things I say to my kid all the time is I don't care about grades. And I mean it. 
Because what I made on my social studies test in grade eight does not matter. But that social studies teacher is hell-bent on making these kids feel like this is the be-all and end-all, boys. I have a client who I speak to. He's not really a client. He's more of a a mentor-mentee relationship. This young guy in Texas that I talk to quite often. And we've really just become friends. And he was talking about today how his professor, he's in college, his professor kind of pulled him aside and said, hey... If you get a certain grade on this next test, I'll drop your lowest grade and I'll only grade the three highest marks. And he said he spent two weeks studying for that test and then he wrote the test and he walked out of the room and said to himself, what the fuck am I doing? I don't care about that grade. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing that I'm so glad that you recognized That there's one, it's one thing to pass, like meet the minimum standard, do what you got to do, get the fuck out of there and go and build your business like you want to build. But that external pressure, that voice of authority of, hey, you could be doing better with no regard for what better is, only deciding that a certain grade was where the standard was. That's the kind of shit that makes us wonder what we're doing all the time. When there is no grade system, when there is no way to measure in business, in entrepreneurship, you look around wondering, how do I know if I'm doing well? And if you didn't have parents who encouraged you to try and fail as a way to learn, they only encouraged you to increase your grades or you were someone who got a 97 and had a parent who said, how come you didn't get 100? Of course you're all fucked up in entrepreneurship. There is no container for you with which to immerse yourself to determine if you're doing well. Now, let's bring this back to online learning, to course creation. Why do I spend so much time talking about the quality of the course you're creating? Because of shit like this. Because we have willy-nilly, just glazed over education in every respect of the word. We have favored what it looks like on the outside instead of what's happening on the inside. We have tried to make sure that our businesses fit the mold of what's going on in the world. We're all doing TikToks. We're all doing dances. We're all on Clubhouse. Not me. I'm not. I hold on to that part of myself that says there's no fucking way I'm going to shake my ass on the internet for anyone. And if it gets to a point where that is the only way to be in business, well then friend, I will not be in business. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but what I'm saying is we have moved so beyond the transformational learning that is possible inside these institutions, inside these containers, inside these online courses. We've moved so far away from the result that we think we want And we've only considered what it looks like from the outside in. My son told me today that when he shows up late for school, which is never his fault, by the way, because I drive him (laughs) and I live an entrepreneur's schedule. He's lucky he even fucking gets there. When he shows up late, his teacher stands in front of the class, him or anyone really, and says, now, why are you late? And whatever they say, whatever the reason is, they say, yeah, And do you think next time you could try a little harder to get here sooner? That would be nice. And I'm like, when did sarcasm become a fucking teaching tool? And I get it. Education is tough. 
I, again, I don't know why anybody would be a fucking public school teacher. Hats off to you. I'll send you a bottle of wine for your troubles. There is no part of me that would want to be responsible for that. But I also recognize that it's not the teacher's responsibility. It is not those teachers' responsibility to make my son learn. My son has to show up to school ready to learn. But the dynamics make it so that he doesn't want to. He can teach himself anything. He just taught himself how to use a program called Blender a few weeks ago from start to finish. He built this incredible 3D rendered image. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But he built this beautiful image on the internet using software that he had never used before. Don't tell me that these kids don't want to learn. And old school, you know, like my mom and my relatives, they don't understand why I encourage him to do those things because all they worry about is what he got on his social studies test. I'm like, boys, listen, I don't remember what I got on my social studies test in grade eight. Who fucking cares? I don't even remember what I finished high school with. I couldn't tell you what my GPA was. I have no fucking idea. And if anybody asked me at 39 years old for my transcripts from high school, I'd throat punch them. There's such pressure to have smart kids. There's such pressure to have kids who perform in athletics. There's such pressure for adults to be smart. But let me ask you this. What kind of smart? What kind of productive? What kind of people are we trying to grow and and encourage here? I am trying to help cultivate a part of my son's life that encourages him to recognize that, sure, school is important, but it's only one small part of life. What I want for him instead is to recognize the things he loves about this life and to go out and do it. To have the wherewithal to understand that that is available to him. That if he wants to sit in front of a computer for eight hours and teach himself a new piece of software, that he can do that. The grades take care of themselves. They're pieces of paper. They end up in a box like everything else. But those skills that you self-teach, that you come to acquire through curiosity, that's the shit that makes life worth living. In the course creation world, so many people are throwing spaghetti at the wall. All that's on the wall is tomato sauce. Most of it is rotten. Some of it's not even sauce. They're just whole fucking tomatoes. People haven't even bothered to grind the tomatoes into sauce. We're trying to fit our industrialized reform into something that is barely 30 years old. Education is hundreds of years old, hundreds, and broken fundamentally from the inside out. When you try to create a course based on how you were taught in public education, in higher education, university, college, any other online course you've taken that was created by someone from that place, you don't learn to the best of your ability because the best of your ability has been molded 
to the standard that is actually subpar. What I do as an instructional designer and why my work is so important, why I struggle with public education so much, is to help you tap into that part of yourself that is the gold standard. That is the gold, the cherry on top. It is the top of the mountain. It's the shit you know and love and want to create all the time. It is your version of sitting in front of a computer to create a 3D rendered image just because you want to, just because you're curious. And if it feels difficult to get what's in your head out of your head and onto the page, it's because nobody's taught you how to do that. What you've been taught to do is regurgitate your information, which is not even your own, is decided by someone else that you need to know, and they just need to know, did you listen? Can you take a test? That's all life has been up to this point. And if you're trying to break free of that reform, that's when it gets uncomfortable. You're thinking of your best teachers, your best professors. They were also brought up in that system. They don't understand learning at all. They understand regurgitation. If you've taken an online course and it's just a talking head giving information to you, it's because of the way that person was exposed to education. It's not their fault. But there is a shit ton of room for improvement. And that's why I'm here. The way that I help people create online courses is about so much more than the tech. It's about so much more than getting that landing page right. It's about so much more than creating your marketing plan. It's about so much more than selling that first course. It starts with getting what's on the inside right. So that when you do launch it, when you do market it, when you do sell it, it brings people into a completely different place in their life. A completely different place than they were and a different place than everyone else. I make course creation easy. But the way that I do that is I focus on you. I hope you have an amazing day. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn how to create, market, and sell your online course, head to heatherdevoe.com. Join Think Big, Move Fast today and start creating your course right away. This end-to-end solution, complete program, teaches you everything you need to know to number one, create that online course. Number two, market that online course. And number three, sell that online course. Because here's the thing, so many people start trying to sell something before it is built. You cannot sell something that doesn't exist in the world. Let's build it and then we'll sell it together.